Hello and welcome to Behind the Bearcat. This is the podcast where the Northwest Missouri State University Career Services Office chats with Northwest faculty, staff, students, alumni, and friends to hear about their career journeys, how they got to where they are, and how they became Bearcats. I'm Northwest Internship Coordinator Travis Klein. And I'm Hannah Christian. I'm the Assistant Director of Career Services here at Northwest. And today's guest on our podcast is Grace Niemeyer. She is a 2019 December graduate of Northwest. She is from the metropolis of Cortland, Nebraska, and is going to be working as a project coordinator for Propaganda 3. Welcome, Grace. Hi, thank you. (laughs) We are super excited to have a new grad on our podcast because I don't think we've had any really fresh alums, right? I I don't mean that the wrong way. They're all kind of fresh. (laughs) Uh, And as we know, you have kind of a unique story because you graduated and then were thrown into kind of this pandemic hiring frenzy or non-frenzy, this kind of strange world that nobody was prepared for. Yeah, Um, it kind of hit us like a ton of bricks. We had no idea what to do. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was weird. So talk to us. Sometimes I start with the first job question, but I think right at the moment, um, can you talk to us about from graduation? So you graduated in December. Mm-hmm. Kind of just talk us through, tell us the story of your process of finding this new job that you're going to be starting on Monday. Okay, so I graduated in December, and right before I graduated, I had a job offer with a different company. They do direct marketing. And so I was like super excited, first job offer. It was, you know, fantastic. So I was going to take it. And then, um, Propaganda 3 reached out to me about an internship. I'd met them at a networking event um, that I went to with at Inc. actually. It was Match KC. And so I went with them um, to Match KC and I met John. And John was awesome. He talked about this new internship that they were opening up and how he thought I'd be a great fit for the position. And so I was like, okay, cool. So I was talking with them, had this other job offer. Um, and so it's kind of just trying to figure out what to do. So I was like, okay, I'll make the jump and move to KC and choose which job I want when I get there. And so I ended up taking the internship with Propaganda 3 because it was more along the lines of what I wanted to do with my career. And so I jumped in. I started at the beginning of January. And Propaganda 3 does website development and app building primarily. And then they also do, oh, some digital marketing stuff on the side. And so I was doing some digital marketing, running social media for Planet Comic Con Kansas City, as well as Boulevardia. And so then COVID decided to come in. And, you know, with COVID kind of went my internship um, and the hope that I was going to move into a full-time position. So I was still kind of involved with Propaganda 3's everything. Um, then I had to start looking for a new job. And so I really went to LinkedIn. LinkedIn is kind of the place to go when you're searching for jobs, especially the digital marketing world. So can I, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. What was your major? Were you a communication major? What yeah. was your degree in? Yep, it was a communication degree with an emphasis in public relations, and then I also did a business minor. Because Ad Inc. is really, um, Ad Inc. is kind of the advertising student org, right? Yeah, yeah, they're really focused on advertising, but it's really open to anyone who's interested in the advertising field. I know there's a lot of business majors in there, marketing majors, that sort of thing, so. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted you, so all right, communication. Okay, continue. Started looking for new jobs. I was and refining my resume with every job application that I sent in. 
every cover letter. And so I was really starting to get more into the copywriting side of things. I love copywriting. I love hearing stories, um, learning people's stories, company stories, and then figuring out how to share that story in whatever medium it may be. So whether that's social media or writing copy for websites or um, doing flyers, that sort of a thing. I have very little graphic design skills, but I can do well enough <laughs> to get by. So um, during the pandemic, I was kind of out of job for a solid like two to three months. And so during that time, I actually came back to Nebraska to my family's farm because I figured I might as well quarantine with my family as opposed to being stuck in a city that I didn't really know people all by myself. And so I came back here and was interviewing for jobs left and right. Um, but everyone was like, oh, you know, we're on a hiring freeze. Everybody kind of stopped. They still had their jobs posted. They were still letting you apply, but nobody was hiring anybody. And so that was really discouraging just because I would go through the first round of interviews and then I would get, you know, I thought it would go really well. And they're like, yeah, we're on a hiring freeze. So we can't do anything from here on out. So that was really tough, but I really started picking up like freelance work. And so I have a client actually in Ireland that I've been working with. So I studied abroad when I was at Northwest for a summer and did an internship. And when I was over there, I was working at a digital marketing agency, which is really where I kind of got into the copywriting side of things. And um, they connected me with my client now. Her name is Catherine. And so I've been working with her. And so it was kind of perfect timing. She needed a website refresh. So um, I went in and was able to dedicate a lot of time to her um, and really bringing her company to the next level where they need to be and get going on like a digital marketing plan for her. So I did that. I picked up some freelance stuff. Um, I'm a Pamper Chef consultant. So I really started getting going on Pamper Chef parties. People are loving to cook. And so it worked out really well to do them all online. So I was really using, using my digital background, my PR background to kind of make ends meet through um, the pandemic. So yeah, I think that's I a really good, that's a really good <laughs> insight. I think so, you know, when you first graduate and maybe it takes you a couple months to get a job, sometimes you don't realize that some of the, the best skills that you have are those, hey, let's just have a pampered chef party, right? Yeah. Like just yeah. a little bit of a side hustle. I'm going to sell my couch. My, I was big on like, I'm going to sell my couch on Craigslist or whatever. So <laughs> I've furniture yeah. hustled my way through some hard times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the sidekicks turned out to be great. I met a lot of really fantastic people through that. And then some other, like, older women who, um, you know, they have their own side gigs, and they're like, I need help with, like, social media. And so just walking them through it, too, it was great. And then I, through that, I was able to find a new job. Um, I started working with a staffing agency in Kansas City to hopefully get some better leads. Um, so I was doing a lot of interviews with them, too. And then I got a job at a local agency, which I never expected to work in politics. Um, I started doing a freelance position for them. It was 40 hours a week, though, doing copywriting. So I was writing, um, like, you know, a lot of the mailers that come in your mailbox and tell you to vote for this person or vote against this one. Um, so it was interesting. Yeah, but I, it was a great learning experience. And I met a lot of different types like types of people, different kinds of people, different backgrounds, different, um, I was writing content for things that I hadn't written content for before. So you mentioned Ad Inc and being involved with that. What, were there other organizations or other groups that you were involved with when you were a student here yeah. at Northwest? Yeah, I was really involved with the Christian Campus House, um, right across the street from Bearcat Stadium. Um, and so I was super involved there. And then I was also involved in Comcats. Um, we weren't recognized as an official organization until like the very end of my time being there. But it was really awesome that I was able to help um, get us recognized by 
student senate and whatnot. So those were kind of my primary areas that I was in. And then I was in quite a few honor societies, but their meetings always fell when I couldn't make it. So. <laughs> okay. So you're writing copy, I'm a direct mail copy, right? Yep. For, for campaigns, etc. Mm-hmm. So what, how did you get, cause obviously now you, you're going to be a project coordinator for Propaganda 3. Did you mm-hmm. just keep reaching out to them? Did they reach back out to you? How did that come about? Yeah, so I stayed in touch with them all kind of throughout all my, you know, interview processes and stuff and was getting their advice um, from John and Brooke Purvis was one of my um, supervisors and she's a Northwest alum as well. And so I was just, I stayed in really close contact with them and um, talked to just a lot of people in the office and they knew that, you know, politics weren't really my thing um, and their website you know, the web development um, business is booming. Um, everyone's like, oh, we really need a good website now. And so they've just been ramping up and ramping up and getting a lot more um, clientele and everything. But at the same time, they need a little bit more help. And so they reached out to me and they're like, hey, we're creating a new position. We think you'd be great for it. So I didn't really have to reach out to them and ask for a position. They came to me with it, which really is um as a professional, especially a young professional, it makes you feel um, so good about yourself. You know, you know, you worked really hard in this internship and they want to keep you around. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big plus. So yeah. what will you be doing as a project coordinator? What does that yeah. job actually mean? Yeah, so I'm going to be working um, more so under the creative director, Kelsey, and working more in the workshop phase um, of bringing in new clients. So our CEO and um, one of our top project managers, they really work with the clients in the initial stages um, to get the contracts and all the legal stuff kind of sorted out. Um, But I'll also be in on those meetings and learning what the clients want for their website. Um, They have a lot of development-minded people and they have a lot of creative-minded people, but they don't really have like a a people-minded person, really a bridge person who can meet the clients, really know what they want, and then bring it back to the team. And also not be afraid to, you know, talk to the dev team and be like, that's great, but they really don't want that. So having that rapport and relationship with everyone on the team is extremely important too. Yeah, if that kind of answers your question, I don't 100% know what I'm doing yet. They're kind of creating position for me um, as we go. And depending on, you know, where I want to go with my career, they're going to help me figure out, you know, how they can help me to get to whatever goal that may be. I think that is another, okay, so I'm going to pull another nugget out. So in my role, for example, what do I do? Uh, On paper, right, I'm the supervisor of the people in the office, but really, like, what I do is I kind of the same thing. Like I go between and say, oh, let's start a podcast, right? So who we bring that in, like Jill Jill and I like to just start new things. We're like, oh, let's do GradFest, right? So then all of a sudden GradFest comes to life. So I think just because you have a job title doesn't necessarily mean that those, all the little bitty things that you do on a daily basis are your actual job. So for you, right? communicating is a strength of yours. And so now they're going to put you in your area where you're really strong and they're going to let you run. You have the the title of project coordinator, but I always like to say like you make the job. So you're going to be the Grace Niemeyer of Propaganda (laughs) 3. I will. I'm so excited to go back. You guys have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) So talk to me a little bit. Like this is like super positive now because you like have the job, but and maybe this is a little serious, but Tell me about like where your mind went because we've worked with a lot of people just over this 
period where the pandemic has kind of taken the air out of people's sales, kind of taken some hope out? Like, how did you keep yourself positive? Um, what were some of the struggles, maybe mentally? Like, tell me where you went there. So when it first kind of hit, they were talking about the pandemic coming to the United States, you know, COVID's going to come. And I didn't really think it was actually going to happen. And then it started to kind of develop and come. I was like, oh, this is actually happening. Okay. Um, and so it just didn't seem real at first. Um, so like we were kind of living in a fog and I feel like everyone can kind of relate to that. In this uncertain days of, I don't know what I can do. I can't like go anywhere. I can't see people anymore. And so, you know, I was trying to be really forward thinking and thinking like, okay, if I get quarantined there was talk about closing borders and you know I'm my family lives in Nebraska and I was living in Kansas and um I was like okay well you know I got to get home before they close the border pretty much and so that was kind of my main focus was like I went into survival mode pretty much um and then as things kind of went on I was like okay I'm gonna have to find a new job and so I was really optimistic at first because I applied to tons of jobs and I was getting great feedback from everyone a lot of the companies were like, hey, like, we love your portfolio. Um, we love your experience. We just, we're on a hiring freeze. We'll get back to you within a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks turned into way more than that. They turned into a couple months. Um, and then eventually I just kind of stopped hearing back from a lot of companies. And that was really disheartening. Just as a young professional in coming out of college, you're really optimistic. You think that um, you kind of think you can rule the world and do whatever you want. Um, like, oh, I'm going to do all these great things. I'm going to be a boss and it'll be great. But the thing is, that's not really how it works, especially when a pandemic comes <laughs> and, and everyone's panicking and trying to figure out what to do. And so, you know, I kind of got really down. It got really hard, but I was really blessed that my family is super supportive. And so I was here on the farm with my family. That's actually where I'm zooming into you guys right now is actually on the farm during my one week off between jobs. But it was hard. It was really tough. But I took the time to really enjoy my family and spending time with them and being with people that, you know, I probably don't get to see very often once I get into the real real world, if you will, after I start adulting all the way. Um, and so it was tough. Um, I got really down. I, you know, I would tell my mom, you know, I feel like, you know, I've lost all of my drive to do anything. I don't have like the passion's gone. Like what happened to it? Where'd it go? I can't get it back. And that was really hard. And so I just kind of had to power through it. I really started reading more books, started getting on the Skillshare and trying to learn some new skills and do some new things and stay connected with people. But I'm not going to lie, it was a really tough, probably two to three months. And then when someone finally got back to me, um, the political agency got back to me and they're like, hey, remember that job we interviewed you for back in March? This was the end of May, beginning of June. I was like, yeah, I thought you ghosted me like everyone else, you know, <laughs> didn't think anything. And they're like, oh, like, we'd love to bring you on. And so when someone finally reached back out and they're like, hey, we actually want to move forward with something that was, that just made my world. It, you know, it brought me kind of out of that funk that I was in. Yeah, it was tough. And then getting into a political agency, it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do, but I was going to try to make the most of it. So bring a little positivity into an office that was pretty grumpy and negative, I'm not going to lie, and bring some positivity in, trying to make some friends, meet some new people, um, and just take full advantage of the situation as a learning opportunity more so than anything else. You mentioned your portfolio. Mm -hmm. So how did you build your portfolio? How did you... Uh, as a student, what did you do to put pieces in your portfolio? Can you give us some tips about portfolios? Yeah, portfolios. So I use Wix 
like a Wix website is what I used. Um, I went ahead and paid for like a domain. So it's graceneemeyer.com. But when it came to building it, I really pulled a lot of things from kind of throughout college. So a lot of students, if they don't have a lot of internship experience, they'll use class pieces. I was really fortunate and had a lot of different internship opportunities. So when I was on campus, I was a communication assistant in the Office of Marketing and Communication. And I was actually lucky enough to be there for like a year and a half. I started in the summer and did it for my internship credit. And then Mark was like, hey, you're doing great. You want to stick around? And so I decided to stick around. And I was writing uh, feature stories on students and alumni writing for the alumni magazine, um, doing bits and pieces with social media and the website. And that was really where I grew my portfolio. And so my on my portfolio website, I have um, a little description, the title of the piece, and then a link to it. So it'll link directly to North to the Northwest website, um, as well as some of the pages from the alumni magazine or something. And then I also pulled some blogs that I wrote over in Ireland. So I was writing for a baking company and I was writing for the digital marketing agency themselves. So stating all of your links really is the most important thing. I just have a running Google Doc with hyperlinks to every piece I've ever written. Now that takes a long time, so do it as you go (laughs) so you don't have to sit there and comb through everything and find them. Um, But I think Northwest is bringing in a new, at least it was new right when I was leaving, uh, portfolio, I think is what it is. So taking advantage of something like that, but also sharing your stuff on LinkedIn. Professionals, you know, companies love to see that you're sharing your work online. Um, so doing that as well is super important. And then when it came to pieces from the political agency, I've just been saving, um, saving the PDFs, um, the press, uh, the press documents and whatnot, and then putting them um, in a folder. And then when someone asks for my portfolio, I'll share it with them. You mentioned freelance work too. And I think that, you know, we have a lot of students ask about, I'd like to do this, but I don't know where to begin. So what was that process like to start that and then to actually grow it too? Freelancing was not something that I expected to go into or plan to go into. You know, I have a dream of opening my own shop one day um, and helping people with disabilities specifically. So trying to figure out all that, but I didn't think I would be jumping into the freelance world right out of college, but it really came down to connections. It's all kind of who you know. And so my first freelance gig came from um, the company that I previously worked for in Ireland. So they were a small digital marketing agency and they work in a co-working space. And so someone they had met in the co-working space was like, hey, I could use some social media digital support. Could you help me out? But unfortunately, their prices were too high for her sole proprietorship budget. And so they're like, hey, we know this American (laughs) who's about to graduate. She could help you. And so um, they just bridged the gap for me. And I started working with her right out of college, beginning of January. Um, So working on our website and coming up with a digital marketing plan. So it was really interesting. We learn a lot in our classes um, at Northwest about you know, how, you know, the basics of SEO and the basics of building a website, but we don't really learn how to actually put that all into play. Um, That's when you kind of get into the real world and that's where you learn um, in your job, in a job setting, you learn all of that. And so I was just kind of trying to base what I knew and a little bit of company agency experience I had and kind of molding it into one thing and really just kind of went in for it. And my client is fantastic. She knows that I'm young and out of college. And so she's just been super flexible, super supportive. She does um, career, um, kind of career and business and sales coaching. And so um, she's helped me determine, you know, what area I want to go into with my career um, as well. So it's been a great freelancing, first freelancing experience. Do you have any 
tips or tricks or insights for maybe students who are getting ready to graduate, student, maybe sophomores, maybe freshmen, new students, any, yeah. any advice for students on how to take advantage of their time here at Northwest? Yeah, I would definitely say continue networking. Like it's super awkward as a freshman, but I was that freshman who went up after class and like introduced myself to every single professor. And like, I was just a paranoid freshman. I was terrified. And so I would walk into class and be like, Hey, like, can I sit by you and try to make friends with somebody else in the class right away? Um, Cause that it really does help. And then I was unfortunate and got sick and missed a lot of my first like the end of my first semester. And so having those connections really helped me out with my professors and whatnot. So if you're coming in, definitely stay in touch with your professors and go ahead and meet them. I know it's going to be hard coming back to campus um, this fall because of the pandemic, but still try to build a relationship with anyone that you meet. Networking, relationship building, you never know where it's going to take you. So, and then I got a on-campus job. So being on campus an on-campus job. It's just fantastic because you're going to meet a lot of people on campus and they can help you. Really, they have so many connections. They can help you move wherever you want in your degree. And I also had a job locally within the community. I was working out at the conference center at Mazingo. And so I met a lot of different um, organizations and stuff in Maryville, as well as um, kind of larger scale. I was working weddings. And so I had a lot of just like families and stuff. And talking with them and getting to know them was really fantastic. And so some of them have pointed me in directions of, you know, some potential freelance gigs. And if anything, they'll be like your biggest hype people on social media. They'll gas you up when you are really feeling down. So <laughs> that's also a really good thing to do. And then go to the networking events, go to career day, meet the companies. If anything, it teaches you how to have a good handshake and to not feel totally awkward when you're first meeting someone. That really did help me out too. So, Okay. So you talked about on-campus job. You talked about getting a job in the community, but let's go way, way back. Young Grace in Cortland, Nebraska. Um, so what was your first job? My first job, not, I... Not, not from your parents, not your parents <laughs> making you do chores, but your first actual paid job. First actual paid job. I was a nanny, actually. I babysat a lot, and then I was a nanny for a summer, for a couple summers. And through nannying, I realized I was not cut out to be a teacher. <laughs> So uh, that was my first real paid job. We lived so far away from anywhere I could really get like a food service job or something like, and I was really young. I graduated high school at 17. So I had only had my driver's license for like a year. Um, and so nannying was really what I did for a lot of neighbors, family, friends, people like that. So that was my first big girl job, if you will. And then when I got to Northwest, actually, I worked at the wellness center and that was my first um, like job job. How did you get to Northwest? I, oh man, it's kind of a crazy story how I got to Northwest. So we had a longtime family friend. She's been cutting my hair forever. And so um, I was getting my hair cut one day and she was, she'd been telling me for years about how her son went to Northwest and he just loved it. And I had to go try it. Like, just had to go see it. Go see the campus. See if you like it. If you don't, then it's fine, but you have to go. And so I was a senior. You know, I had gone on some visits during the summer. Um, and I was like, you know, I didn't quite feel right at any of those schools. And then I was like, okay, fine. I'll go check out Northwest. And so I went, and I loved it. I came in the fall when all of the leaves were changing colors, and it was beautiful. I think it was right before, a month-ish before homecoming. And so 
it was just like the perfect time to be on campus. Northwest is picturesque in the fall. It's the best time to be there, I think at least. And so I got there and I just loved it. Like the people I met, um, I don't remember who gave me the tour, but they were great. Yeah, I just, as soon as I got to campus, I just was like, okay, this is where I need to go. I got a tour of all the residence halls. And um, at that point, HP was like the nicest one. And I was like, oh, I want to get into HP. And so I sat there in November when housing applications opened up and I was ready because I really wanted to get into HP. So I signed up like immediately right when it opened to make sure I got in. <laughs> Did you know what you wanted to major in? No, I didn't. But my, I thought I wanted to be an education major. And then I nannied and realized that was probably not the best decision for me. And so, um, again, back to the hairdresser, she was like, you would be a great, like, have you thought about public relations? You'd be great at that. And I was like, okay, sure. Why not? We'll just put that as my degree. We'll change it later. It'll be fine. And then I started taking the PR classes and was like, oh, I actually kind of like this. This is cool. I was taking intercultural communication at first. And um, the professor at the time, everyone had a really tough time with him. They thought he was just a really hard, difficult professor. But we got along great. I did really well in his class, and I learned a lot. And so after that class, I was like, oh, like, this is really cool. I learned about, you know, the issue of, like, ethnocentrism, you know, viewing other cultures from your own perspective. And that's really just stuck with me throughout um, my whole college and then the beginning of my professional career is really being able to um, look at a culture from their own perspective and take it on and just really just immerse yourself in it. So that's why I wanted to study abroad and um, everything like that. It's just, I just learned so much. And the more I got into PR, the more I really enjoyed it. And I never thought in a million years I'd be writing (laughs) for my career. That's not what I expected. Um, When I was in high school, I did not enjoy English class. It never clicked for me. And then I got into college and I was like, oh, like there's journalism side of things. There's the storytelling. There's the point where you just meet people and you tell the facts. And that's what I really like. So yeah, it was crazy how it all worked out, but I never changed my degree. (laughs) So that's funny because that's the, the Jill Brown theory is that you should tell everyone what you want to do. You know, I need a position. I need a job. But it's kind of funny that, so apparently your hairdresser is a little bit like your muse. So uh, just keeping that in mind, uh, all the people in your life, you just never know where you're going to get that good piece of wisdom or that good piece of advice from. Exactly. It comes from the most unlikely of places. So any other questions, Travis? Burning questions? I just, uh, you mentioned study abroad a few times and you know that, I think again, that's something a lot of students come into college wanting to do, but they don't know the mechanics of how to do it. So what was that process like to figure out that you wanted to do it and then actually going about it? Yeah. So I knew I wanted to study abroad. I wasn't sure where I wanted to go or like, you know, what I wanted to study. Um, When I first started, I was like, oh, I want to be an event planner. I want to be a wedding planner. That's glamorous and great. And everyone loves that. I started doing wedding planning and I was in it for about three or four years. And I realized that it's a high burnout job. And so, you know, originally I was looking at studying abroad um, in New Zealand and they had event planning courses and they had some of the biggest festivals that I could have been a part of. I was like, oh, I want to go there. And then as my job kind of changed and the area of focus, you know, that I was kind of looking into changed, I was like, okay, maybe I need to go like to Europe or I knew I didn't, I don't speak a foreign language. I wanted to learn, but unfortunately we didn't offer French and that was the one that I really wanted to do. And I have family from France and everything. And so 
I knew I wanted to study abroad and I started going to the study abroad fairs and looking at all the different websites um, that they kind of link out to. And so eventually I chose um, API, Academic Programs International. And I figured, you know, I was kind of far enough in my um, degree that I wasn't going to be able to get courses that would count for specific things anymore. It'd just be kind of electives. And I was like, you know, I really love doing um, internships and I would love to see what a business is like in a different culture. And that's something that's really interesting to me because different types of companies have different workplace cultures, whether they're super laid back or they're your typical like corporate structure stuffy um, kind of a setting. And so I was like, you know, I want to see what it's like in a foreign country. And so I started looking and looking and they had a lot of, so Dublin, Ireland is kind of the, it's kind of the hub for Europe. A lot of big companies are going there and moving their headquarters there. And so I was like, okay, they're a really big tech city and stuff. And so I'm sure there's a lot of digital marketing things there. And so as the more I looked, the more I kind of fell in love with the idea of moving there for um, a few months and doing an internship. So I worked some with the Northwest study abroad office, but I really worked directly with API mostly and talked to them about options. I got on the phone a couple times and kind of picked their brains about what they could do. And so I did kind of an initial interview with API and they, you know, kind of got what an idea of what I wanted to do. And so then they took my resume and a pretty generic cover letter and they did all the legwork for me and they found internship opportunities for me. They went to the companies and they're like, Hey, do you want an intern? this is what she can do, you know, would you be able to bring her on? And so it turned out fantastic. They found, uh, they found me a placement within like six weeks of doing that initial interview. And usually it was kind of during Christmas time and they said, you know, it takes sometimes three to four months and I got one within six weeks. And so I hopped on a Skype call with them at six o'clock in the morning in US time because it was like 1 p.m. over in Ireland and I talked to them for a bit and they're like, yeah, we'd love to have you. And so you know, from there, the ball really started rolling and I found myself in Ireland. So for a summer and it was the best experience I could have had. I met other, I met Irish students um, who are also in the internship. And then they introduced me to a lot of the Irish college culture and what that's like and being in an office setting. And I learned a lot about just myself as well as digital marketing, how it's pretty much a language that kind of goes across cultures, which is really cool. But in the U.S., we're really far ahead and the marketing side of things. And so how they explained it to me, they're like, the U.S. is like two steps ahead of Ireland in terms of digital marketing. So we can look at a lot of what they do over in the U.S. and bring it here. And it's kind of like a new idea. And so my knowledge of U.S. marketing culture was really actually an asset and super beneficial to them. Wise words. I, I always recommend if a student or a young adult can go um, to a different country, to a different continent, <laughs> um, I highly recommend it. It's definitely one of the most single most growing experiences that I've had in my life. Yeah. So thank and you for, for sharing that. Who are on the fence, I just say just do it. Just go do it. You're not going to regret it. It'll be tough. It challenges you um, personally and mentally because you're like, I'm in a foreign country. I don't know anyone. It's hard to understand what they're saying. Even though they speak English, it's a very thick accent, um, especially depending on which part of the country you're in. But you're going to meet people who just care about you. There's genuinely good people everywhere you go. We're really kind of spoiled here in the Midwest because we have a lot of really great people who will help you out. And in a foreign country, you know, maybe that's not always the case. But for the most part, you know, you're going to meet a good person who will help you out. And you're just going to learn a lot. And it brings a whole new dynamic to your way of thinking. 
Thank you so much, Grace. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is fun. I didn't really know what to expect. So <laughs> We try and keep it painless as much as we can. So. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Behind the Bearcat, and we'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.